0: If you haven't been in a car accident, consider yourself lucky or overdue. The car insurance industry estimates you'll file a claim for a collision once every 17.9 years. So if you get a licence at age 16, the odds are quite good that you'll experience some kind of crash by the time you're 34. Over the course of a typical long driving lifetime, you should have a total of three or four accidents. Chances are these crashes won't be deadly. But sadly, there are nearly 1.3 million each year which are deadly, causing on average 3,000 deaths a day, with a further 20 to 50 million people that are left seriously injured or even disabled. It's a frightening set of statistics, but one car company committed to changing that is Volvo. In five years' time, Volvo have made a pledge that no one will be seriously injured or killed in one of their cars. How exactly do they intend to achieve this? I flew out to Sweden to find out.
1: I'm Lotta Jacobsen. I'm a technical specialist at the Volvo Car Safety Centre in Gothenburg. Well, we have a very strong ambition that nobody should be killed or injured in a new Volvo car by 2020, and that's really the lead star of all our work.
0: Is that just malfunctions or are you talking about human error here as well?
1: Yes, of course. I mean, whoever is responsible from the perspective of the one being injured, it doesn't really matter. In particular, Volvo are looking at
0: one of the more serious types of injuries, paralysis or damage to the spinal cord. Why? Why? Aside from the sometimes debilitating nature of an injury like this, the fact is we haven't seen a reduction of them. The number of the most serious injuries have been halved, but spinal injuries have remained stubbornly constant.
2: Yeah, I'm Ulf Björnstig and uh, I'm a professor of surgery at the University Hospital in Umeå, Sweden. Yeah, the problem with that injury is that you can fracture a vertebra and in the worst case, the fragments will go into the spinal cord. and So
0: potential paralysis then we are yeah, talking about?
2: Yeah, that's the problem with spinal cord injuries. So in the worst case, you will be paralysed.
0: How often do you see this type of injury in the emergency
2: room? Oh, that's difficult to say. It depends on the traffic and so on. But every emergency doctor has seen this type of injuries because... Uh, at least in Sweden, it's uh, not uncommon to leave the road and bump into the ditch and uh, then you have a risk for these injuries in about 20% of the cases.
0: So 20%, that seems like a, quite a large now, number. What sort of things can you do as a surgeon?
2: This type of injuries often give you pain, maybe for the rest of the life. In the worst case, you will have an uh, injury to the spinal cord and will have a paralysis. And in that case, a doctor can't do so much.
0: These types of injuries are frequently caused by an impact to the bottom of the car. That sounds like you'd need to do something pretty drastic. But actually, it's pretty common driving off the road and into a ditch or over a traffic bollard, say. So, how can we better protect our spines? Well, Volvo's answer was to crash a brand new car into a ditch and to see what happened
2: scan test countdown is following.
3: Ten. Five.
0: we've just seen now is a real live crash i've watched a car fire out of a tunnel down a ditch over the ditch fly about five meters into the air and into an embankment it's a brand new car why are we doing this it seems like a bit of a waste of a of a lovely
1: car we have to test the car we have to damage some cars for the case of safety
0: and what sort of injuries are quite common in, in this type of crash this specific crash we reconstructed
1: today it is actually reconstructed. A lot of Jacobson again. It is actually reconstructing crashes where we see injuries to the spine. Uh, And these injuries occur when there is a vertical force, a force coming up through the butt from the seat. And especially if the occupant is forward-bended or leaning in some direction, the tolerances of the spine is less and and the injuries can occur. And in this car, you've got a family of three dummies.
0: I assume you go away and analyse these and see whether their spines are intact. Um, Looking at them, though, they don't look too damaged
1: no well they are probably a bit not shocked but at least they have been some moving around and and maybe some bruises but my guess not looking at the data yet is but based on my experience they're likely to be well protected and no major injuries because simply we can see now after the test that they've been in a good position upright position and we know that the the seats have helped to lower loads of the uh, of the spine and it's important to be tight to to the back of the seat. Because the arms are flinging, the head, uh, you, you can reduce the movements of the head and the arms as well just by tightening up the occupant.
0: What is it about the seat and the seatbelt
1: that maintains or keeps this position that protects your spine? We have a, a seatbelt. belt retentioner is an electrical retractor that is reversible. It tightens up, and that tightens up already and keeps him or her in position. What happens is this.
0: You're driving. do 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 do, do. And then you've swerved to miss a moose. Just as this happens, the car detects you're off the road and you're in trouble. And within an instant, the seatbelt physically pulls you into your seat. I actually tried one of these out. OK, I will count down
1: from three, three, two, one.
0: Oh, it is quite tight. Yeah, it is, it is. It keeps you for about four seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a big hug. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Most seatbelts activate when they feel a sudden pull. You know, that annoying tug you feel when you're trying to put your seatbelt on too quickly. But by the time the seatbelt activates, you're already leaning forward, spine bent. And when your spine isn't straight, it's much more vulnerable to injury. These seatbelts hug you into the seat and thus force your back to be in a straight and upright position. But how does your seatbelt know when and where to work?
1: Simply we have sensors reading the motions of the car and by knowing what type of motions is typical for run-off-road situations, we tell the sensors to trigger based on those motions.
0: So is a bit like an algorithm? There's this, at a certain point this type of movement means
1: activate yeah we kind of learn the sensors to read that so an algorithm tells us that this is a run potential run-of-road situation this is just somebody steering um, tough steering maneuvers it's not only the seat belts that are
0: inching volvo closer to their 2020 goal no autonomous driving systems or systems that kick in without us even realizing are also a vital part of that the place where they test these systems are quite strange. Think of a Hollywood movie set, empty, derelict towns, traffic-free highways and country lanes void of tractors. Their truly bizarre and AstraZero test centre was no different.
3: Jonas Vepselenen, working as a safety specialist at Volvo Car Corporation.
0: We're standing in one of the weirdest places I have ever been. I feel like I'm on a film set. It's essentially a load of boards with posters on depicting what I believe you said is Harlem Square. What is this strange place?
3: This is the city test facility. And what we have here is the possibility to reconstruct any scenario to test, for example, to train our systems for our next generation of safety systems. So here... For us, what you see as a strange place and city is endless possibilities.
0: And it's not just cities you've got here. You've got highways, motorways, high-speed areas, rural areas. What sort of systems are you testing here?
3: Well, a lot of the systems that we're testing here is our radars and camera and improving functionality or developing new functions for forthcoming systems. For example, more training of our collision warning with brake. The next generation we're looking into is to detect, for example, larger wild animals. And here, of course, the moose or the elk is a huge challenge in Sweden. We have about 42,000 wild animal accidents, and six to 7,000 of those in Sweden are with a moose or an elk.
0: So does that mean you're literally checking out a moose in front of a car as it drives along and see how it reacts?
3: Indeed so, indeed so. We also actually have been visiting uh, another animal park here just to train the camera to analyse the the moving patterns of, of real animals.
0: Imagine a moose runs out onto the road. You're hurtling at high speed and your reaction times are never going to be fast enough to stop. Except the radar and cameras built into your car detected the moose before you did. Even though your foot is still on the accelerator... The car has already applied the brakes for you it breaks you miss the moose or at least that's what all the testing has shown so far i was keen to give it a test of my own though great right. oh lots of
3: leg nice <laughs> yes. that? my name is henrik Peachton and i'm a test engineer at asta zero proving ground
0: and how far can we expect before the brakes will engage how close will we get to the vehicle
3: we will get quite close
0: are you going to make me scream? <laughs> ready whenever you are.
3: Yeah, ja, Henrik, do go.
2: Alright, here we go. We are driving up to this car and now uh, we'll see.
0: As pred- <laughs> predicted, <laughs> yes. a, sm- a slightly bigger jolt on the old seatbelt, but nothing too uncomfortable.
2: No, it's, uh, it's quite soft brake.
0: Yeah, we're not as close as I thought we would be getting. I thought we might even just be gently bumping into the other car, but we're not. We're still a fair half a metre, metre away.
2: Yes, the, in this speed, the uh, system works very well, so we, we will not get an impact at all.
0: Ultimately, braking systems like these will lead to a completely driverless car. But for now, Lotta and colleagues are concentrating on the immediate future to achieve their 2020 goal.
1: We are hopeful. Uh, Of course, we cannot do this by ourselves. We need also the road authorities and others to develop the infrastructure. So by working together, we will definitely reach this. This is my firm belief. And everybody absolutely needs to wear the seatbelt as well. Otherwise, it's difficult to, to protect them.